From Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond. Today, I have Martin from Boardseye. Martin, it's really great to have you on. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. I feel honored. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm excited for today's discussion. So can you kick us off with telling me a bit about yourself as well as your company and who you guys are and what you're doing? Absolutely. So I'll go back pretty far on myself. A poor kid that grew up in a communist country. And before I, I turned 10, we made the journey to come to America. My mom wanted me to have a better life and didn't see me going anywhere, obviously, in Poland. It took eight months to get here. We came through Italy, but eight months were the best eight months of my life until I had kids. <laughs> but it was definitely better than living in Poland. I already saw a lot of different things when I was in Italy as a kid, experienced a lot more freedom and was really looking forward to be here in the United States. So I came to California. I started my entrepreneurship pretty young with a friend, starting a few different things, trying to make an extra buck on the side. And that spirit just stayed with me. Had a few fails, some small success, a few more fails, and finally after having some success in the corporate world and helping, watching helping companies either sell to a publicly traded company or go public without experiencing the effect of having any equity in it, I started digging into being an advisor. Didn't really find a good space for that, so went back to my partners from a previous venture, and that's how Boardsai came around. I love, I love it. That's amazing. So what is Boardsai? What are you guys doing we're your customers, all that stuff. Absolutely. So basically, we have a two-sided business. There's the B2C side and the B2B side. On the B2C side, we are basically building a network of C-suite executives. A lot of them have experience on being on boards. A lot of them don't have that experience, but they're looking for that next step in their, in their career is they want to basically join a company as a board advisor or a board member. And on the flip side is we're talking to companies who are looking for board members at any level, and we basically do the matchup. That's awesome. So how did you come up with this concept? What led to creating this? So I would say the biggest was the fact that I personally couldn't really find a good platform. Of course, LinkedIn is a great platform as far as executives connecting and talking, but Finding a board position is not your typical recruitment style because companies don't advertise that they're looking for board directors. It's kept off of that public path. It's more of a private issue. They'll work with a company, usually large companies, especially publicly traded companies, and they'll keep it quiet that they're looking for a new board member. And then they privately will search through their executives and try to find that match. So we wanted to create a more of a platform. It is private. No, unless you're a member, you don't know what company is looking for, what position. So we kept it private, but, but within a private network of our executives. So just try to streamline the process and offer companies a larger net to pick their executives so they can have more choices. The alternative was you're on LinkedIn, you're looking up companies and you're trying to communicate with the CEO and ask him if they're looking for an advisor or a board member. First struggle is you got to make sure that the person even wants to be a board member, which we've 
taking care of that because all of our members have expressed the interest of wanting to be on the board. So that's a big check mark for us. Yeah, I love it. Let's talk about advice for entrepreneurs when it comes to growing a company, particularly the CEO's brand. I know you recently have done some uh, talks on this and whatnot and love to hear your thoughts on this subject. Yeah, so that kind of came around actually from years of We've been around doing boards. It's been around six years and it just came from experience and our data analysis on trying to figure out why some of these executives we have in our database weren't getting as much attention, even though on paper they looked great. And we finally found that a lot of the people that they did end up wanting to interview, not only were they great, they're also great at doing their executive branding. So when a company did some research on John Smith or whoever the executive was, versus Alan Smith, they looked and said, oh my gosh, look at all these articles that John has written or podcasts. Here we are doing a podcast or all the podcasts that he's done. And he really seems to be the leader in the industry that we're in, which is what we're looking for. So that really stood out to me. I became the guinea pig of go out there and see what you can do and what kind of PR you can do. Now you Google my name and probably too much stuff comes up, but I ended up writing for Forbes, Entrepreneur, write co-authoring a book and then writing my own book right now i'm actually working on a book project as well that's going to be a co-author book alongside with me and possibly a couple of other big projects but it became my personal passion and i've seen the benefits of it i get hit up a lot i'm not even i've never dipped into our network at boards i oh my gosh it looks like a position i could be great for one i don't have that much time And I've actually turned down most people that come to LinkedIn on me, but I've seen what it can do. So now we want to duplicate that. We're hopefully in the next 30 days, we'll have a process semi-automated because there is a lot of manual labor that we did. So we're trying to figure out on a large scale how we can help all of our members to do exactly what I did and follow that path of writing articles, publishing articles, doing podcast interviews and just really standing out in their industry, which will we know at the end will help them get that interview. And then obviously after interviews, not up to us, but at least we want to get not just the food in the door, but actually get them to sit down in a chair and do an interview and get that opportunity. Absolutely. I think it's such an important thing. We produce this podcast, obviously, and then we do a lot of short form video content with executives and it's amazing. You know, you create content, you sharpen up your LinkedIn, you'll have people, you'll be at a conference and some random person will walk up to you and be like, hey, I've been watching your videos for the last six months and it's amazing the power of it. How do you how do you get buy-in on this idea oh, early on? I think obviously it's like a longer term play. You got to be there. You got to be consistent doing this stuff. Some people might think, oh, i created one article and three people liked it and this might be a tough road like what are your thoughts on that in terms of getting that i believe in this yeah i I think it's a twofold right one you have to truly believe in it and be committed to it it's not one article and done i've been writing for the big magazines for over a year i dropped a couple of them recently just because it became overwhelming especially because i'm doing the book that takes a lot of time. But I think overall, consistently, you have to put something out. And I think it becomes easier if it's something you believe in. Definitely becomes easier when you hear positive feedback. I've made some connections through 
I did a whole LinkedIn, I think it was like a January run on putting up an article literally every day. Uh, I think sometimes I even did it over the weekends. So that kind of made, committed me. I came out, I made a public announcement. Hey, this is going to be a January newspaper, leadership articles coming out every day. Of course, I came up with the topics before I made that announcement to make sure I had enough topics for the whole month. But I think that kind of a public commitment didn't let me slip. I didn't miss a day. I put it up and then I started getting feedback, some connections, some new connections. I had a new connection from a pretty high up executive and how he used my articles to actually work with his younger son. I think I'm guessing his son was probably in the late 20s, early 30s. And he was having some struggle at the corporation he's working at and his management. And they utilized my articles to work through it. And it was a cool story to hear. So it, it does definitely motivate you. I think you get to a certain level and you want to give back. And if that's the way, then great. I just came back from New York. I was out in Princeton. I did a talk. First, I didn't even think about it as a big deal, but sat there with great entrepreneur kids and they had some great questions afterwards. I had a lot of questions about Boardsai and what we do. It was just good. It feels good to give back. And then, of course, all my friends started teasing me. You went to Princeton to teach a class where Albert Einstein used to be a professor. I was like, oh, I never thought about that. That is cool. That is awesome. Yeah. To what extent do you try to measure this? I think like a lot of executives out there measure things and look at ROI and all this. Obviously, it works whether you measure it or not. But early on, did you try to measure it or do you still or do you look for likes on LinkedIn or people anecdotally saying, hey, I read that article or what are your thoughts on measurement? Yeah, that's a great question. It's funny because out of there's four partners four main partners at Boardsite. And I'll just say this, not all of them were very supportive when I went on the PR journey, thinking it's it's going to take so much time. Is it really going to produce anything? Let's just focus on marketing. You got to understand there is a difference between PR and marketing. You know, marketing is very direct. You're Like you said, KPIs, you're trying to capture that audience, bring them in and convert it into money. PR is like you're building a brand, you're out there putting yourself out and hopefully something comes around. And it is a long run, like you said earlier. It's not a one article and done. But all of a sudden, that partner that had was questioning it, is it worth the time? And a few months later, all of a sudden, our account executives on the phone started hearing things like, oh my gosh, I just watched Martin's interview podcast. I just read his article. It's great. That's what got my attention to schedule a call with you. And all of a sudden, it clicked that there is benefit behind that. And you are, you're building a great brand. It's worth every time you put in, whatever time you put into it, whatever money you invest in PR, it's definitely worth it to build a brand. And as you build your executive brand, it's not just a selfish move. Obviously, executives represent the company behind them, makes the company look strong and makes you stand out as the leader in whatever industry you're in, which is what we were attempting to accomplish and get to that point. And that was really the only way that we could attract big companies to come to us and trust us that we can find a great advisor for them. I love that. I always like to think in terms of like how much influence do you have with potential customers? Do they at first even know who you are and what you're doing? And then do you have influence with them? And it sounds like you really have built a lot there. You know, the guys on the business development team are reaching out and say, oh, hey, I've been 
reading Martin's stuff and watching videos and podcasts and all this. So I love that. It's been great. Yeah, absolutely. After the book, I would say, and that was a long project. That was a pretty, and co-authoring a book before doing your own book, I highly recommend because you get into that flow. But uh, once you write your own book and it is, it took me almost a year to do it, but it's definitely worth it. It's great experience. It's great to sit and say, I wrote a book. You definitely got something in, in hand. It's a tangible thing. So yeah, it's great. And it really makes you stand out as the authority in your industry. Absolutely. I had someone on recently that he had known Guy Kawasaki, the rich dad, poor dad guy. And he was talking with him once. And I think he said, why'd you write, write a book? What was your thoughts behind this? It wasn't about the book sales, but it, it's amazing what happens when you have a book. Yep. You're, you've authored a book. The authority in your space just rises dramatically. That's the big thing people need to understand. It's not, oh, I hope I become a bestseller and make a million dollars off of my book. The million dollars will come, but it might not come directly off of the book sales. Like you said, you generate. Next time you're meeting with, with a potential client, potential partner, it really makes, if they do research on you and they will, they're going to find that stuff. So it Absolutely. really makes you stand out. For sure. What's one thing you wish you would have known before you first became a CEO that you know now? How much weight I have to carry on my shoulders. <laughs> I've been a CTO before. That position is very specific. It's all tech driven. I've done CMO work before, marketing. Taking on as a CEO and really overlooking everything, I thought I was going to just play golf and have fun. Just kidding. I really didn't think that. <laughs> I dreamed that. No, it's a big responsibility. Being a face of the company, big responsibility. So I knew that, but I didn't know the details until I got into it. And uh, yeah, but I don't know. I find it pretty natural for me. So it's hard to think about that one. I love it. Can you describe a time when you had to pivot strategy and how'd that go? How'd you make that decision? Yeah. So with our business, we're pivoting all the time. Like I said, we're adding more value for our members right now, bringing that to the table. It was very hard to figure out in the beginning, I would say. We probably made a lot of changes within the first few months, trying to figure out the right price, trying to figure out why are we charging, how much more, how much work is it required to really help that executive connect. There's a lot of work. People think it's oh, so easy. You just make a quick connection. There's, there's so much involved. There's so many employees on the back end doing all that work. And I think figuring those things out for any startup is tough. And we're not a startup where we got funded millions of dollars and we, can, we went out and just hired the best of the best and everything. And we bootstrapped our business and had to make sure we do it right. Yeah, Absolutely. Scrappy. <laughs> as we're wrapping up, what's one final piece of advice you have for your industry or your customers as a whole out there? Yeah, I would say the biggest, we just actually, it's funny you said that, we just got a testimonial that really spoke to me. He was very happy. He finally got connected. I'm going to guess it probably took longer than maybe he expected, but the expectations were set correct, or so he says in the testimonial. And I'm guessing he read some other people's testimonials that they didn't get an interview in the first 30 days or something. And he basically said, no, this is not an overnight thing. So it really hit me. It's not. For us to really make a connection, you got to think about 
you got to find the right company. If we have the right company and they've been looking for you, then yeah, it can happen in two weeks. And we've had that happen. But I call that lucky, good timing. How do some actors become so famous? Right place, right time, same thing. But does it mean everybody can become famous? I guarantee you there's a lot more failing actors out there than there is successful. It's the same thing. It doesn't mean give up. It doesn't mean quit, which is the reason we're bringing all the value back into the members, providing the education, providing the branding, because if they're missing some of those things and it's hurting us to give us an opportunity to really take their experience and expertise and present it the best way that we can, then we want to fill those gaps and have more opportunities for them. And again, at the end of the day, after we make the matchup, after we find that position that we feel strong about, it's up to the executive when it comes to interview. We're not sitting there next to them telling them how to answer the questions. So mm-hmm. we think that the education and branding, which you know, when you're writing articles, you're doing research. So it's almost like you're back in school writing an essay, right? So it kind of refreshes you, re-energizes you, makes you fall in love in that industry, whatever industry you're in. And I think it really gives you an edge when it comes to even interviewing. Absolutely. It's amazing. Martin, it's been amazing to have you on the podcast today. Thanks so much for sharing all your wisdom, insights, and advice. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.